Trish the Commish. I had the unique opportunity to sit down with Commissioner Trish Becker of the Anastasia Mosquito Control District out of St. Johns County. Uh, we had an awesome, awesome conversation. We talked about her love for drums and her part in the uh, Women Behind the Kit series that we're doing, as well as uh, uh, her role as commissioner in St. Johns County and, and her, uh, her hobbies and her personal involvement in the community. So let's get those kickstands up and go. Commissioner Trish Becker, good friend of mine from Facebook. We've been friends on Facebook for a long time, and we decided to uh, finally get her on the podcast and talk about her love for drumming and uh, uh, her her professional life as commissioner of the uh, Anastasia Mosquito Control District in St. Johns County. Listen, you can find uh, the Contrast Project on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, please like, share, and comment. And on our YouTube channel, like, share, comment, and smash, I mean smash that subscribe button and uh, ring that little bell so you get the uh, notifications about all upcoming episodes. I think we should just go ahead and dive right into the interview. You? Yeah, let's go. We're back, kids, with Commissioner Trish Becker from uh, the Anastasia Mosquito, Mosquito Control District. And uh, Trish happens to be one of our women behind the kit for the series. Trish, how are you doing? I am doing great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you had time to, uh, you know, uh, yeah, get back to the house. Uh, you were telling me that uh, you were on your way back from uh, one of your uh, Cub Scout meetings. Yes, I was uh, just installed as the newest Bear Scout leader, so I'm in charge of a, a big um, pack there, Pack 23, and so we're having a lot of fun and getting everything ready for the school year. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, I, I was a Cub Scout. Uh, I was a Weeblo, and I was a Boy Scout, and uh, and I still turned out like this, and I still turned out like this. <laughs> <laughs> hey you uh, still hold all the qualities though <laughs> well i hope so i hope so um you know what uh, i had asked you uh it, it was some time ago uh we had talked about when i was sending out uh casting call for season two of the talk show with shelton uh, i had sent you a request and then you know basically we had gotten to the point where we we already recorded so many of them and then we didn't get a chance to get you on that show so i i got to thinking when i was doing this uh series and i remember seeing you online with a brand new set of symbols and i said oh psh, well i'm just gonna get in touch with her and she's got to be on the series i love drawing <laughs> so it's uh well, i got in a car accident a few years back and it was just I had to do all this weird physical therapy afterwards. And I said, if I get back, I want to try to play the drums. I've always loved music. I have like six guitars, um, but I stink. And drumming was something that seemed like it was more natural <laughs> um, for me. So my husband surprised me for Valentine's Day with, with a set of drums. And I've been in love ever since, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's amazing. You know, uh, I uh, as uh, even some of some of our professional drummers that have been on the show and and myself, uh, you know, we started somewhere. Uh, a lot of us started when we were, you know, very young, very young kids. Mm -hmm. And some of the professionals out there right now were academically trained in drums and some were not. Some were self-taught. I was self-taught. I, I would sit there when I finally got a, I, my first set of drums, my dad got at Sears and Roebuck cheap little set of blue sparkle drums with some crappy little trash can lid cymbals, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I set them things up and I was, I was just as proud as could be. You know, I had my headphones mm -hmm. on and I was listening to Black Sabbath and Aer Aerosmith, you know, and I was playing right along with them, you know, and of course, you know, driving my parents crazy because I wasn't playing along with them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought you were. But it evolved. <laughs> I know, I know, but it evolved over the years, and you know, I, 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 I had a color, colorful uh, several years uh, touring around with some well-known well people. Uh, I was a hired gun, hired gun drummer, and uh, a group of us were together awesome. in Jacksonville for yeah, a group of us were together in Jacksonville for about twenty some odd years, and we all did the same thing. We we would go out and play different gigs with different people, and then we would get together and play. We were actually the first band to play on the stage at the Jacksonville Landing when it opened. We were the first band. Uh, wow! And you should have uh, got to be the yeah, last band before they blew it down. I know. I I, I hated to see that building go, but the, you know they let it go. The city yeah. let it go. The maintenance, uh, yeah, it was crap. Uh, let me ask you a question uh, as it pertains to drums and drumming. Uh, when you were growing now you said you wanted to be, you know, it had been in the back of your mind, I suppose, you know, to you just wanted to play the drums and it was really cool to get a kit, right? When you were growing up, were there, were there drummers that you uh, enjoyed listening to, some that might have inspired you or you thought that, wow, they are great? Um. Well, when we moved, um, I lived in Greece for a while. And when we moved to the States, my English wasn't that good. Uh, my accent was super thick. So at lunchtime at recess, I would walk around with, you know, a, a tape, a, a walk, my Walkman. And the tape that I had was Led Zeppelin. And so I just, John Bonham was like my first true love or something like that. He was it. <laughs> and I would just sit oh, uh, sit with my right. woman on and go home and hit the pots and pans. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the first one that Melody Joe mentioned. She said, John Bonham right off the bat. And uh, my, my follow-up question uh, to her and to you, were there any female drummers of note that you can recall? Uh, well, I was a little bit older, but Bikini Kill is one of my my favorite bands, and I am uh, still a Riot girl. And Toby Vale is just she's the best. I I love her. I Good think choice. She's so awesome. And I wish that it, they were coming down to St. Augustine to play, but uh, COVID, you know, came and and they didn't get to come. Oh uh, so yeah, I was pretty right, bummed about right. that. I remember but, they yeah, they can't they can Oh, I was going to say Cindy Blackman. You know, I've asked her to be on the show. She is awesome. 
<laughs> she's just oh like, yeah oh yeah she's like professional like just so she shreds all i know there. i know i i i started watching her a long time ago and it really enjoyed it when she was playing with lenny kravitz you know and she's doing the santana thing and you know uh, what's not I saw to like her play with santana exactly mm-hmm. I mean, she was the one that made me go, wow, girls can play drums? Wow, I didn't know that, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I since, I'm, since I'm such an old fart, one of the ones that first comes to mind uh, when I think of uh, women in drumming, women behind the kit, uh, one of the ones that comes to mind that some people, and I would say she was very underrated at the time, uh, was uh, Karen Carpenter. She was an academically trained drummer. And she uh, mm-hmm. played in marching band and some of her solos, which you can find on YouTube, some of her solos were incredible. Uh, she really did have some chops and was very underrated at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Following following her, I would say that I I had really admired the work of Cindy Blackman and Santana and uh, Sheila E. Uh, Bobby Hall is an, is an unsung hero in the percussion world. She has been on, that woman has performed on darn near every album you grew up listening to. Uh, yeah. No kidding. And, and mm-hmm. she's still alive and she's still, she's got a, she's got a very meager uh, online presence, uh, but uh, she's still around. She, and she says she still plays drums. I think she's uh, in her late seventies. I want to say still playing. <laughs> like I said, it never leaves you. It never leaves you. Once you get bit by no. that bug, it never leaves you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, <clears throat> that's a fact. I think my uh, husband's bank account wishes it would. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, it can get pricey. It can, and these days, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, I had long wanted to get uh, for a long time. I wanted to get some uh, some nice DWs or sonars or something like that. And uh, I went and priced out some uh, some Pearl Studio drums and ex- export drums and stuff like that. And, and they were almost as much. They're they, they pretty close. Uh, but luckily, many, many, many years ago, I got a Pearl endorsement. Uh, it lasted a few years. But wow. endorsement doesn't mean you get drums for free. Endorsement doesn't mean you get drums for free, though. <laughs> Sometimes it does. But uh, in my case, it didn't. Uh, I was able to get a nice kit for, you know, a whole, that worked out pretty good. Um, That's awesome, now, though. Oh, it's fun. Uh, I had, I had some fun back in the day when I didn't have to use a walker. <laughs> hey, uh, let's talk about, let's, <laughs> oh man, that's, uh, let's, let's 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 talk about your uh, professional life, your day gig. Uh, you are the commissioner commissioner of the Anastasia, Anastasia uh, Mosquito Control District. Uh, what is it for? Uh, it's just for the whole county, but it's seat oh okay. Four. Well, yeah. all right, seat four. Okay, okay, and that is an elected position. So, essentially. The trolls that think that you weren't elected, we can put that to rest. You didn't think I was going to bring that yes, up, did I you? I have not held. 
I have not helped Hillary Clinton with the the pizza sex gate they claim. I, I am not a Pizza gate. Oh, Pizza Gate. Every time I go to Washington, D.C. to lobby, they say I'm there to do that and to eat babies. Oh, my God. Um, oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, just a mom, you know, <laughs> a wife, a mother, commissioner, uh, a, yeah. a, a commie activist. <laughs> A, a a Cub Scout den leader and a drummer. You're you're the whole package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know. Uh, and I'm a gearhead too. Oh, uh, uh, motorcycles, right? Motorcycles, cars. I met my husband. I was a Mercedes mechanic, and that's how we met. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I I go way back with the big old fat V twin motorcycles. Uh, I don't currently have one, but I've 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 had a couple. Uh, my next project before I'm too old to wander around out in the shed. I, <laughs> my next project, I'm going to try my best to build me a rat rod. I want one so bad. Yeah, me too. Let's do it together. Uh, I just bought a document. <laughs> we could kind of uh, jazz it up. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I want to find me that, like I've told everybody. You know, I live out in the woods, and there's a bunch of old, rundown barns mm-hmm. out here. And I would be willing to bet you that there's old cars parked in a lot of those barns. Oh, I I'm, guarantee it. Yeah. Guarantee it. That's my favorite. That's thing, where some of these guys find these. For the- That you know those guys that okay. built those things. That's half of them. Half of them. That's where they find them. They find them in somebody's barn. Great granddaddy's got an old tobacco shed up in Georgia. I think he's got a car in it. Let's go look. <laughs> Just happens to be an old fifties Ferrari. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be something? Uh, <laughs> so uh, in your in your role in your uh, public you know, public uh, service, public position as commissioner. Uh, tell tell us uh, tell us a little bit about what goes into uh, being the commissioner in uh, mosquito control. Now, and knowing that this is Florida, and I'm going to tell everybody, this is Florida, and uh, we have more mosquitoes down here than we have drivers with common sense. Uh, yeah, so I'm a mosquito Like I tell it. And um, I was elected in 2018. I started my term in 2019. It's a four-year term. So I'm up for re-election this year. And it's really awesome. I'm a constitutional um, appointee. And we get to do really cool stuff. We're a special district. Uh, in Duval County, There's the mosquito control is run by the city and not an independent agency like we are. So there's a lot of different stuff that goes into that. So, you know, I'm on the board, so we have to make, there's a group of five of us. um, It's five women right now. And so we make all the decisions on the budget, how to spend it. Do we lower taxes? Do we hire taxes? Are we going to hire new people? And I've got to do some really awesome stuff uh, in these last four years. We have a $18 minimum wage. 
We have we pay for um, our single employees. We pay a hundred percent of their health insurance, and every oh. employee gets their health insurance on the first day that they're um, of work, first day that they're hired. If they're married, we pay eighty five percent of their copays. We have a state pension. We have all these great things. We have maternity leave for any gender. We have paid days for to make sure to vote. We do all kinds of really cool stuff because no one, you know, no one can tell us not to do that stuff unless it's the residents that say, hey, we don't want to do that, you know. Uh, we don't have to get bogged down right. with the red tape and all the infighting and that kind of stuff that happens on different levels. Um, so I just, I absolutely love it. And yeah. a big part of my job is to learn about mosquitoes, to learn about different treatments. Um, so a, f a fact that most people don't know is that mosquitoes have always been the number one killer of humans since humans have been on this earth. Every single year, about a million people die from mosquito-borne illnesses. Well, they carry, which is like, yeah, they they carry crazy. diseases. Yeah, 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 yeah. They carry disease, um, yeah. and then like, it's crazy. So, our district is really special in the sense that we don't just treat; we also do a lot of research in prevention. Um, we are cited, we're the number one cited district, um, school, university, program, business, agency, we're the number one in the world. Like we've produced more published research than anyone else has on mosquito related topics. So I have an awesome team of doctors and scientists and engineers, and we grow sometimes almost a million mosquitoes a week. Uh, we have a bunch of insectaries. Awesome. I'd love to give you a tour of it. It's really cool. Yeah, so we're doing really cool stuff that we've been working on the last oh, that's few cool. years, and yeah, it's going yeah. really well. And if if it goes well, it's going to go global, and it's really easy. We make sure that the males um, basically get a vasectomy, so when they meet the females, <laughs> nothing happens. So we oh. release those into areas where it's difficult to spray. Oh, that's awesome. That, so that's gonna that, that really yeah, is awesome. Be really cool, especially for poor <laughs> countries. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that that ought to really come in handy because you know I know I know things are done a little different now when it comes to the spraying uh, than they may have been done mm -hmm. years past. Now I remember when I grew up on the north side of Jacksonville, when the mosquito truck came through the neighborhood, it it just fogged up everything, and of course. Us, us crazy ass kids would get on our bicycles and chase that truck right behind that smoke. <laughs> of course, you know, it's a wonder we survived. <laughs> now we, I, now I'll out here, you, out here in Middleburg, the truck comes through that. every now and again and does that. Well, well, the guy that comes through out here in the woods do. now, you can't see it. Uh, you, it. It's it's not it's not smoking anymore. It's just when you when you can yeah. hear that thing running, but it's not a great big old fog machine. It's not a great big fog machine. So I know things have changed yeah. over the years. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, a lot of the oh, things I would like could, to uh, do now. I'm, no, no, no. Go right ahead. I was going to say one of the big things for mosquito, any mosquito place or state or country in the world, the biggest thing is that they're all becoming resistant to pesticides. So we're yeah. trying to do really cool research in, in treatments um, to make it more friendly for environmentally friendly because then they won't be resistant. So one of the things that we do here in a lot of places use it as well, it's a BTI tablet. And it actually comes from the dirt. So it's totally organic. You could eat a puck of it. It, it looks like a little hockey puck or a chlorine tablet. It's kind of how it looks like because it's white. Um, huh. But it comes from the dirt. It's, it's organic. And it makes the baby mosquito stomachs explode when they eat it. So oh. I have, all right, I don't have a bottle cap, but if you can see this like charger, like the top of a water bottle yeah. cap, that holds just enough water for a female mosquito to lay her eggs in. And then in five days, those typically are about 200 um, eggs. And in five to seven days, those can become a full grown adult ready to bite. Wow. And we got more than a cap full of water out here in Florida. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. We've got stagnant yes, water we laying. We got a lot of standing water around, especially after all this rain we've been having. I know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I know there are stagnant pools out here where I'm at, and I know there are a lot of them in town. And I can imagine out in the marshes uh, and out in the, you know, uh, intercoastal waterway around there, and, and a lot of the marshlands that, uh, you know, are near. The intercoastal and in St. John's County, there's a lot of marsh, you know, land out there. So uh, I, I am no stranger to mosquitoes at all. <laughs> well, you've built up a tolerance and, and that's what's happened over a long time. <laughs> like uh, in the United States, uh, the 80s Egypti mosquito, that's the most dangerous one to us. And that was brought over during slavery when the Spanish took people from Africa and brought them over here. They already ah. had the 80s Egyptian mosquitoes there. So they've had like an immunity. So when the Civil War happened, all of the, the white people from the North that came down to the South were dying because their bodies weren't immune to the 80s Egyptian mosquito. And all the slaves that had to come over were all like, hey, what's going on? And just leaving because they were able to survive it. And so every huh. war until the last six years has been decided by who can outlive the mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, you know, if, if anybody, if anybody comes to Florida, now I tell everybody this all the time, uh, uh, you know, you get the snowbirds that come down here or you got, you know, friends or family that come to Florida to visit or something like that, you know, and and they're really not they they may have seen it, you know, uh, on TV or, you know, in social media. And, and you know, of course, they know that Florida man is down here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, but uh, don't tell anybody, but I'm Florida man. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't John Phillips trade? But 
<laughs> he's got a he's got a he's got a life size cardboard thing of that dude in his office. <laughs> anyway, anyway, he he does he does. I know I'm telling on you, John. But uh, you know, I tell everybody you know that comes here to be prepared because anywhere you're standing, anywhere. Uh, standing still in the state of Florida, anywhere in the state of Florida, whether it be in the country or in the city, in the urban environment, wherever you're standing, you are within at least five to 10 feet of a gator, a cockroach, a snake, some kind of other bug or a, or a rat or a spider. You're within five or 10 feet of one of those creatures. I guarantee it guarantee it yep and and somebody from up north might not be used to that uh you know our cockroaches down here you know uh they have ironclad armor on them it sometimes takes more than one stomp to get rid of them (laughs) 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 and some uh, yeah and you could put a saddle on some of them some of those (laughs) bastards will fly they'll fly at you you know, you'll be sitting there all cool on the back porch, you know, you know, having you a cigar and a cocktail. And here comes one of them damn water bugs flying up on your shoulder. And you've just you've just wasted one of you've just wasted one of your best cigars. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm OK with stepping on those guys and, you know, and, and, and you know swatting at them and that kind of thing but don't be flying on don't land on me yeah, don't land on me <laughs> because you know the new people just watch out yeah fly at you. <laughs> yeah 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 and if you see if you see one it's just like it's just like the rats if you see one there's a thousand more of them nearby I don't like that. <laughs> you can bet you can bet you can bet. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's change subject again. Uh, in our uh, final segment here, uh, let's talk about your uh, community involvement and most importantly with children in the uh, Cub Scouts, the Boy Scouts of America. Sure. Um, so I'm a, a local Cub Scout leader, and I've uh, last year I was a helper. And this year I decided to step it up um, after they asked me to. <laughs> so it's really fun. I, Yeah, it's one of the yeah. reasons I love my job so much in mosquito control. I visit schools all the time. I talk to hundreds of kids every year. And, you know, I've got like fun um, little stuffed animals with <laughs> things. So, you know. It kind of all goes together because part of scouting is is getting outside, you know, look, go hiking, go fishing. And we yep. want to be able to have kids do that safely and not worry about, uh, you know, a bug bite. So part of scouting right. is learning about, you know, how to protect yourself from bugs while you're outside. So I am really good for that, <laughs> that subject. Um, but That's I just cool. love That's it. Cool. You know, last year we went to a horse farm. We went to the police station, the sheriff's station. We did so many awesome activities and the kids just, they love it. They just, they want to learn. And anytime I can help kids learn, I'm, I'm very happy. You know, my son really, he's eight years old now and he just inspires me so much. He's the whole reason I do what I do. 
<laughs> I just try well, to make the world you know, better for him and for all the kids. Kids, kids love a good field trip. They, I, I don't know of any kids that don't like no. going on a field trip. And, and, and there are people like yourself that take the time to make learning fun. Uh, kids can learn an awful lot without being hammered over the head with a textbook. Uh, they could, they can learn from hands-on experience, exactly. uh, field trips, getting outside. There is so much to learn. You know, the state of Florida, because of the way it is, uh, you know, swamplands, uh, you know, forests, plenty of places to go camping with these young people. Uh, there is so much to learn about Florida. If you're not learning it at home, that is, you know, cause I, I was raised by a country boy and, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, he, you know, it was a good education learning about, you know, being in the wild and camping out and, you know, that kind of thing. And he was very much involved when I was in the scouts, he basically went on just mm -hmm. about every one of our camping trips just to be, just to be there. You know, he was, you know, yeah, <laughs> he would he would hang out and teach the boys how to go fishing. You know, if we were near water, teach them how to you know shoot and you know and bow and arrow that kind of thing. Freaking hilarious! I'll never forget this one time. Mm -hmm. We were camping up in uh, St. Mary's somewhere, and uh, one of the one of the uh, Boy Scouts. This was uh, Weeblows or Boy Scouts. It was Boy Scouts, and one of the fathers that was there was an archer. And he had this really, you know, at the time we weren't used to seeing compound bows. It was kind of a new thing, I guess, okay. at the time. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you're used to seeing long bows, you know, back, you know, half a century ago. <laughs> and and he had this compound bow and he was, he was uh, you know, supposedly pretty good at it, you know. And they set this milk jug uh, up on a stick. Oh, I guess about 25 yards down, you know, out in the woods. And he shot at it a couple times and uh, he actually missed. And my dad uh, asked him if he could try. He said, let me give that a try. First shot, hit it, knocked it right off that tree. And then he handed mm -hmm. his bow back to him. He said, that wasn't so hard. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I can tell you some stories about I can tell you some stories about my old man. We used to we used to ride motorcycles. He would take me out in the woods. There was this borrow pit out in there where they built the I ninety five exchange out in Ocean Way, and there was a uh, there was a big borrow pit out there in the woods where they had dug out all the wood to build the overpass. And uh, a lot of us, you know, we had dirt bikes and dune buggies and that kind of thing. We'd go out there in the borrow pit and ride around and. My dad would always bring one of his rifles with him and he'd be shooting up into the borrow pit while we were riding around in the woods and stuff like that. And down in the bottom <laughs> of one of these. Yeah. 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 And, and, and <laughs> there was, there was this, uh, there was this, uh, like a pond out in one of the sections of the uh, borrow pit. And there's these cattails like swaying in the breeze, you know, the cattails and yeah. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. Not one, not exaggerating. He took that, took that rifle. It was a 22 long rifle. He took that thing out and laid it up against a log and pop. Poof, blew one of them cattails right off. And I'm not kidding. 
it was a good 30 yards away, wow. and those cattails are swaying, swaying in the wind. Now, you could knock that yeah. up to divine inter, you could knock that up to divine intervention. Of course, he would just tell you it was just badass <laughs> skill. Uh, he would say, I got mad skills. Skill. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there was a lot of luck involved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's always been a good. He's always he's always been good with a firearm. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And uh, let's uh, one thing uh, that has, I guess, over the years, not so much these days, but I guess in some circles it does. Uh, the controversy of uh, allowing uh, young girls into the Boy Scouts, but uh, I, I it doesn't bother me a bit. But uh, I noticed that you had mentioned that you have somewhere around 50 kids in your den and about half of them are girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am so stoked about that. Um, I was I was a girl that wanted to be in Cub Scouts when I was small. I didn't want to be in Girl Scouts. I wanted to do the Cub Scout stuff. And, you know, I right. couldn't. So now girls can. And I've been pretty vocal as i typically am about stuff um at the school making sure that they know we we consider ourselves a family truth so girls boys however you identify you are welcome and and it worked and and almost half the kids this year are girls so i am just thrilled <laughs> that is fantastic and 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 you're not teaching them to be you're you're not teaching them to be socialist activists either. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Hey, listen, I'll, as I'll, a scout, yeah. you need to do what's right, and usually, what's right is the, is the correct thing to do. And sometimes that gets turned around. But it all we want is I everyone know. to be equal, and I don't see why there's a problem with that. You know. There's some hardheads out there. There are some hardheads. They, uh, yeah. they uh, I, I don't know what to say that, you know, I try my best just to keep my tongue most of the time, but you know, sometimes it flies. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it, but I'll tell well, you, my I'll tell job, you, I have to talk to all of them. Oh <laughs> uh, boy. I feel for you. They, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's part and parcel. It's been going on. The division has been going on for years. Uh, it, it has. And the uh, the president, who shall not be named, was guilty of really fueling a lot of that division. I don't give a shit what anybody says. He's responsible for a lot of the division that we're seeing today. And his followers that are mm -hmm. still following him and still believe that he's the commander in chief can you say brainwashed they're listening to so much propaganda out there um i know i wasn't go i wasn't going to go off on a political rant but you know i can't help it uh when when i see people i mean i am uh, a politician so <laughs> uh, yeah well when i when i go off when i when i when i see people online trolling good people like yourself uh, and and then I go look at their profile, and, and you can almost automatically see that they're nut jobs. I mean, you know, they're <laughs> they're a donut shy of a dozen. And uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> truly, uh, and the one that was trolling you uh, today or yesterday, whatever, you know, I I'm not gonna say his name, but 
I looked at his, I looked at his profile page. Oh my God. <laughs> he could be the poster well, child for poster child for Fox news t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> that yep sounds like a no comment. <laughs> it's uh well, I'm pretty sure he was one of the people that got on the bus and went to the Capitol on January sixth. Um so Oh nice. Well they're you know, just I, you know, the they, the whole thing with them is they're mad and, and they're mad about the same stuff that all of us are. Like the economy is not doing good and it's it's hard to get health care and they're really all mad at the same issues, but instead of being mad at the problem, at being mad at, you know, elected people who put themselves first before the people and yeah. businesses that put profits over people, they yeah. think it's the regular people, it's the middle class, it's the low class people, and and it's not. We're not the problem. And they're just getting tricked by this used car salesman that worked his way to the top that- yeah. Everyone else is the problem. It's just, who, I don't know. Who, and then how did, these, yeah. how did these kind of people go, you know what? I was wrong. That's a pretty hard thing for, for most people to say. So I don't know I how, don't we, think how we get There's a lot. It. Oh, my gosh. The majority of those MAGA heads, they ain't never going to say they made a mistake. It ain't going to happen. They'll they'll protest when that son of a bitch goes to jail. And I don't think he will, because I think Biden will be a gentleman and pardon the guy, even if he is, you know, if, if something comes to fruition about his criminal acts. The man has failed at every single business he has ever tried. The only way he makes money is for, you know, right now he's getting still getting millions of dollars. People are giving to him that they're they're donating millions of dollars to his pack to reelect him. Oh, my, my mind explodes when I even think of that. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It, it feels like we're living like in a, a the punk show. I keep waiting for Ashley to come <laughs> out and be like, gotcha, you know. <laughs> you guys I know. It was part of this experiment. Ah, oh, they're killing me. And, and him. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Well, yeah, enough of that. I tell you, it's been a pleasure talking with you, Trish. Uh, I, I, uh, I look forward to getting down there and maybe taking a tour. And, and I wish you luck on your re-election. I, th I think you'll do fine in that. I, I do well, believe. I, I do. I do. I think you'll do fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got this. <laughs> like, like I always said, kick stands up. Do it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, if I lose, it must be the voting machines are are wrong, right? So, well, yeah, they're rigged. They're they're rigged. <laughs> That's a rigged election. You know, I was reading something. I was reading something today before I go. Uh, you know, where Hillary, you know, when she lost the election, instead of bitching and moaning about it and you know claiming it was fake and doing all, which she did none of that. Not one thing, not nothing negative. She never went on and, you know, I mean, now she's being a smart ass with some of her stuff about Trump, you know, but uh, she's written several books, done a documentary. Uh, now she started a podcast. I mean, she just moved on. She said, okay, I lost. I'm just going to move on. You know, yeah. 
she would have made, she would have, I, I honestly believe, I don't, I, you know, I really don't care what anybody says. I, I, I think she would have made a, a decent president, probably better than Biden for sure. Uh, she's got a strong background in politics. Well, he does too, but, you know, he's got some, he's got some, there's some dark corners in his past too, with, as far as politics goes. He's made some, he's made some, uh, uh, you know, signed off on some bills that weren't very popular. But, you know, that was back in his, you know, back mm-hmm. in the day when, you know, he's, his hair wasn't gray. But, uh, you know, he's been up there a long time. I, I think we should really start thinking about term limits on these people. But then again, I, I do believe that there is something to be said about someone who has a little bit of experience there. Because, you know, if you're if you've never been to in in uh, in uh, public office in in Washington, if you've never been in there, uh, your first hell, your 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 first couple years of a four year term is just learning how everything works. <laughs> uh, you know, so I mean, and and most of those guys that have been up and there for when 30, I go to 40, DC, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, like, when I go up to DC, I'm part of the American Mosquito Control Association, so we go there mm-hmm. to meet directly with Congress members and senators and talk about like mm-hmm. EPA issues and USDA right. issues. Um, immigration, homeland security, like we have to work with all those agencies um, as part of mosquito control, which a lot of people don't know about. But it, you know, you rarely get to talk to the real person because it's their aides that are deciding if he thinks this is going to be a good bill or not. And, you know, for some of the more, I've got to meet with some really, you know, high sitting people and it's a lot different than when you when you talk to a, a new term person and they're just doing whatever the the aide is telling them because the aide's been there on D, dc you know in the capital for uh, 10 years and they know this yeah. bill and this won't get yeah. past this it's crazy right. to walk right. around there and see how it like <laughs> it's not anything like you think it would be Right, right. You have to. Well, it's you know, like a lot of big corporations. It's uh, who you know, and you know your connections, and you know who who do you have on speed dial? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of it really goes down that way. A lot of it really does. Well, Trish, it's been a pleasure having you on sure. the show. It's been a pleasure having you here and talking about a little bit of everything. That's what we like to do here at the Contrast Project. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, there's no topic I'm, I won't talk about. And, uh, uh it, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I learned a little bit about the Skeeters, although I, I, I've lived with them all my life, but, uh, <laughs> taught me a couple things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you taught me a couple things. So that was great. Uh, so, you know, uh, when we're done here, stick around for just a second. Sure. Okay. All right, kids, we're going to go to my closing thoughts here. Trish, peace. In my closing thoughts here, excuse me, (laughs) I I just wanted to say that, uh, first of all, uh, Commissioner Becker, Trish Becker, is a shining example of a woman who came to this country with English as her second language, who worked hard and made things happen. A strong woman, 
remarkable human being uh, in service to the public as the commissioner in St. John's County and uh, uh, <laughs> a wife, a mother, drummer, gearhead, <laughs> uh, just, a, just, a, just a delightful person. What a great interview. And it, it just goes to show you uh, that anyone, uh, women and men, uh, can make a go at it. They put in the time and effort, uh, and she certainly has done it, and she certainly has earned it. And I wish her all the luck in the world for her upcoming re-election in uh, November of 2022 uh, for her seat in the uh, Anastasia Mosquito Control District as the, uh, as, for her second term as uh, commissioner. Well, kids, in closing, uh, you know, it, it all boils down to, uh, you know, a life well lived. It really does. A great attitude, living with intention and making things happen for you and the people around you. Always remember, kids, as I've always said and I continue to say, and before I do, yes, I did keep my shirt from the days when I worked at Folio Magazine. Uh, by the way, one of the one of the finest independent alternative magazines in the country. That's my opinion. Say what you will. <laughs> Listen, kids, in the end, you know, take care of yourselves and each other. Until next time. Peace.